talk a solo Beatles video cast where we talk about the Beatles after they disbanded in their solo careers sometimes we discuss them also as a group especially if there's some interesting projects or releases that come out about them and I'm Joe Mayo you may know me from my channel on YouTube Mean Mr. Mayo and uh, we're going to be talking about uh, some of our uh, favorite, overlooked, and underrated uh, Ringo Starr songs from the 21st century, mostly, 2000 on, really. Because Ringo Starr, four days ago, turned 82, if you can believe it. And uh, he, he's amazing. He never never stops astounding me. Uh, and uh, hopefully, there'll be many more years to come. Okay, so let me introduce my uh, co-host here, first off. I'm going to go pretty quick because we know her as the Sun Queen. You know, everybody has to like take a moment to just let that sink in and the spirituality of it all. And uh, she has books out that I know from memory by now, like Michael Jackson, FAQ, All That's Left to Know About the King of Pop, and also Fandom and the Beatles. And also, I got the book here, Songs You Were Singing, Guided Tours Through the Beatles' Lesser Known Tracks. I'm talking about the one and the only Kid O'Toole. Hey, Kid. Hello, sir. Hello, everybody. And uh, welcome to the show tonight. Uh, and... Uh, Peace and love to everybody. Indeedy, indeedy. Next up, he's one of the legs of the Two Legs podcast. He does it with Andy Nichols. It's a Paul McCartney-centric show. Uh, not always just Paul, though. There's Beatles stuff and all kinds of things relating to Paul mainly, but also other stuff that uh, they do, like stuff that when they get new material or memorabilia on the Beatles or Paul, you know, and they call that, uh, what is it? Yes. Things we, things we yesterday, yesterday and, today. and today. Yes. And, today. <laughs> and I'm talking about the other half here, Tom Hunyadi. Hey, Tom. Hey, Joe, Ken, Kit. Good to see you guys. And uh, another Monday. That's right. We do this show, by the way, every other Monday, usually here live. Uh, I should mention that. And last but not least, we have, I, I call you the veteran, but I mean that in the best of ways, you know, because you've been in radio so long. You've been in radio uh, so long, uh, 40 years or so now, uh, doing all kinds of Beatles stuff. 
And, you know, his syndicated show, Every Little Thing. He's got another uh, podcast that he does, Things We Said Today. He's got a channel on YouTube, Ken Michaels Radio. And he's and it's called that because I'm speaking about none other than Ken Michaels. Say, Ken. Hey, Joe, Tom, and the Queen. Yes. Happy birthday, Ringo. <laughs> Happy birthday, Ringo. Bravo, bravo, bravo. And before we start our show, we're going to have to do a little news. And I think it's not that much news this time, very little. And we always turn it over to Ken for all the latest uh, information. Ken? Thank you, Joe. It's kind of slim pickings, actually, based on uh, what's happened in the last few weeks. Kind of rare, because I always have plenty of news to get to. Right. Uh, well, Ringo Starr had his annual Peace and Love birthday event happening on his birthday, July the 7th. His friends, family, and fellow stars gathered with him in Los Angeles. And at 12 noon, he asked everyone to either say or think the words, peace and love. But this year, his message not only traveled around the world, but into space as well. This is with the help of the Artemis Music Space Network through the International Space Station, Ringo was joined by his wife, Barbara Bach, and fellow All-Star Band members, Steve Lukather, Colin Hay, Edgar Winter, Warren Hamm, and Greg Bissonette. Also taking part was Ben Montench. This is what I've heard. I didn't actually get to see the whole event. Ben Montench, Jim Keltner, Richard Marks, Matt Sorum, Ed Begley Jr., Linda Perry, Diane Warren, Roy Jr., and Alex Orbison. I noticed that Denny Sywell and Billy Amendola were also there for the festivities. Ringo gave the signal at noon to the Artemis Mission Control Center in Houston, Texas, to beam his message and music into orbit around the Earth, passing over many countries and much of the Earth's population, and beaming messages of peace and love across the planet while traveling to distant stars. There were two pieces of music that were beamed, including his 2021 single, Let's Change the World, and something called Star Song. I didn't get to see this. I don't know anything about this song. If any of you folks watching know more about it, please let us know. I checked on YouTube to see if we can hear this song. This evidently must be a new song of Ringo's that we haven't heard. Maybe it'll be on his new EP. I don't know. Um, this was supposed to be preceded by tribute performances by musicians, including Langhorn Slim and Sawyer Fredericks. There were a total of 26 celebration events being in uh, Sydney, Australia, starting there and ending in Los Angeles. Paul McCartney was among the artists who was featured on NBC uh, TV, special on NBC TV on Sunday, July the 3rd called Ukraine Answering the Call. The special also aired on MSNBC and CNBC. It was an hour long event that gave viewers the chance to help families by donating to the International Rescue Committee, an organization that helps people affected by humanitarian uh, crisis to survive, recover and rebuild their lives. Part of Paul's performance of John Lennon's Give Peace a Chance from his concert in Kiev in 2008 was shown. Uh, some brand new merchandise is now on sale to celebrate the 50th anniversary of the Wings Over Europe tour of July and August of 1972, in which they gave 26 concerts. This includes a solid metal desktop sculpture with the iconic 3D Wings logo displayed on a laser engraved marble base. Only 50. Only 50? 
Who does that? Available. And Tom's got one of them. No, it sold out before I woke up. I'm just besides myself. That's 50. I thought it worth the show. (laughs) 50. That's going to be worth a lot if only 50 were made. Also for sale are exclusive t shirts, hoodies, and tote bags. I don't know too much about this. I caught a little bit of this on Facebook. Uh, Two months after playing in Seattle, Paul McCartney is urging the city's coffee giant, Starbucks, to stop their surcharge on plant-based milks. Okay, evidently it costs more to buy those. Um, Some reminders here, the Get Back documentary is due out tomorrow on DVD and Blu-ray. Joe, I know you just did a video on that. You want to comment yeah. on that? Yeah, yeah I, I got a hold of a, of a, of a copy. And so far, uh, I, I, I wanted to try it out because I'm still a little get backed out, believe it or not. But I said, uh, I have to see the, the, the quality. Uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing what it looks like and sounds like. Now, I just have a regular 55-inch flat screen television. I don't have an amazing... Uh, audio system or anything i'm watching it through the tv and there's a lot of different options for audio 7.0 dolby atmos all this i just watch it plano 2.0 you know regular and i thought the sound was amazing i mean compared to what i had been used to hearing for me on the disney channel or disney Mm -hmm. plus i don't know if that's it people may hear better or worse i don't know for me i thought what i mean by the sound watching part one i watched the whole thing was i thought i could decipher the audio a lot better that you know the little chats in between mm-hmm. seemed to me to be up more i just could decipher them better and even though they do have some subtitles at times to help you along certain portions of the dialogue um i didn't need it you know, so I said, oh, this is an improvement. And I thought the picture looked great, you know, too. Some people telling me, well, actually, the picture on Disney Plus is actually even better. Uh, I don't know. Is that 1080p? I don't know anybody who knows about these things. I don't get go crazy with that. But um, I, I thought it looked great and sounded great. Part one. And, uh, you know, there were no extra features. Mm-hmm. on there to speak, meaning bonus footage or anything, you know, no, nothing like that. And I'm sure eventually if Peter Jackson has his wish and we get our wish, we will get some more at some point. Maybe mm-hmm. sometime in the future. Anything in the packaging that was interesting? Any phone Yeah, that? that's what I wanted to talk to you about. Oh, I don't have it handy here. I could have shown, well, I have it on my channel if you want to see it. Everybody's right. showing it okay. uh, all around YouTube. Um, it has the Blu-ray collector's edition has four photos of the Beatles, which is a nice added touch. Mm-hmm. And I like the way the packaging is, actually. I, think I don't have it handy enough that I could just grab it. But uh, I should have thought of that before, but I didn't. Um, I just like the way it comes in an outer slipcase and uh, a nice sturdy outer mm-hmm. thick cardboard. And then the contents go inside that. And mm-hmm. so it was a nice presentation. Better than the one that they were going with originally, the one that right. was really cool. Right, because I was going to talk to you about that because wasn't there supposed to be like a, was like all the discs around us, like a spindle type thing? 
you know originally what I mean? people because i didn't have i didn't have a copy of the uh, original dvd one from months ago but mm-hmm. supposedly it was on a single spindle and it just right. stacked the one on top right. of another yeah which you know because there are only three discs it's not so bad I, I really i mean i know i bought some some sets like the complete series sanford right. and son yeah. Okay, and there's uh, every season, and there's like right. you know forty discs, and mm-hmm. when you have forty discs on a spindle lane, up there, then yeah. it's a pain right. to get to get to. But three, not so bad. But having said that, um, the discs are housed in these cardboard sleeves. The inside is like a book, and each one each one is like a page, cardboard page, and mm-hmm. you stick the disc in a pocket. And these, for me anyway, came out easily, but you still putting your fingers on there and trying to grab and you don't want to scratch it or get thumbprints on it right. or anything so that's not the most ideal thing either but however what i do is i put them in like individual like these things you know mm. or if you have clear ones even better you know plastic or something and right. i put them in there just put these between the pages you know what i'm saying so when you tell me you turn a page there it is in one of these you don't have to dig in and uh, fortunately, I didn't have any problem with glue. I don't know, Tom, you being a movie fan, I don't know if you ever had mm-hmm. that issue no. where you, you you have a cardboard thing in it and then you get packed in, wedged in so oh, hard. Yeah, I actually Sometimes, glued yeah. in there. Yeah. You take it out and there's glue residue on the edges. Right. I had that with a Laurel and Hardy uh, collection, the same kind of pockets. Mm. Anyway, that's the best I could tell you right now. But overall, I, I think they did a good job. There's good photos in there. Uh, it's a nice package overall, I think. Okay, okay. Well, cool. I'm looking forward to, and I'm sure many of our viewers are, picking it up this week. Brand new documentary, Forget Back, finally out officially tomorrow. <laughs> a couple of reminders. Um, Billy J. Kramer is back in action, giving a concert at Daryl's house in Pauling, New York. That's on August the 6th. And don't forget the Fest for Beatle fans is not too far away. August 12th through the 14th in Chicago at the Hyatt Regency O'Hare. Always check thefest.com for information on all the guests. They're gonna be packed with guests this time. They always are. But um, yeah, I know Kit, you'll be there, so. Yep, and uh, Ken Womack and I are planning a uh, Talk More Talk. Uh, thing and, and hopefully next episode or so I'll be able to say more about it because and and you know the scheduling we were not going to know probably until next month so I yeah. won't be able to say anything till then you but must say no more I can say no more <laughs> <laughs> you always find out at the last minute the schedule yeah, yeah exactly yeah they don't put it out until like the week before mm-hmm. yeah all right, that's all the news I got. That's oh, whoa. Wow. That's a, wow. That might be a record. A record. It's always Kevin <laughs> knows it's always the shows where we don't we could use a little more padding. <laughs> that always seems to be the case. All right, so Mr. Starkey, 82 years young, huh? Oh mm-hmm. boy. Amazing. And uh, you know, to celebrate. His 82nd birthday, we thought we would just look into some songs that maybe are underrated, uh, overlooked, uh, just songs that that we would recommend to you, you know, that we like. Uh, we're going to each pick five songs. We're talking about specifically Ringo's period 2000 and beyond, because, you know, a lot of times we talk about the 70s and the cream of the crop and that kind of stuff. 
And I, I got to tell you, I'm a big fan of Ringo. And uh, I had a hard time narrowing it down to five for me. I mean, uh, you know, these are among my favorites that I'm mm. going to pick. But uh, I could really do a lot more as well. Now, we didn't talk about this before the uh, the, the, the show. But you want to do one at a time or all five at a time, each one? Or what do you guys uh, How about think? five? Five at a time. Right. Five at a time. All right. Fine. Okay. Five at a time. All right. Well, Ken, since you made the decision, I'm going to go with you to start this off. <laughs> all right. Five at a time. Okay. First of all, uh, before I even mention these songs, I'm not saying these are my five favorites, but there are certain right. ones that I really wanted to highlight that I think that fans should be aware of. And underrated, let's face it, Ringo's albums and EPs haven't gotten airplay on the radio at all for the longest time. The average person out there doesn't even know these songs. It's only beep, beep, the more loyal hardcore wow. fans that really follow yeah. all or most of what he's done anyway. So to say they're underrated, you know, when really hasn't gotten airplay or exposure, you know, overlooked, definitely. Um, yeah. But one of the songs that I always like to bring up is Instant Amnesia, mm -hmm. which is on the Ringo Rama album. Um, every time I hear this song, it reminds me of Manic Depression from Jimi <laughs> Hendrix. It has this sort of yeah. notes, like a bass line, kind of like Manic Depression is. And I like the song a lot because, <laughs> believe it or not, Ringo does a drum solo mm. in the song, in the middle of it. And it goes on for quite a while. And I even asked Mark Hudson, you know, why doesn't he do more of these? Why was he compelled to do a drum solo for this song? And he couldn't really give an answer. Ringo lives in the moment. That's what he felt like doing at that time. So I think it's one that we should all check out because of the fact that he does a drum solo indeed. And it is a great rock song, too. Yep. Very edgy tune. You kind of wouldn't expect Ringo to do a song like this. But I, I tend to want to uh, mention a few songs that might be a little bit out of character for Ringo and Instant Amnesia is one of them. Definitely check that one out. You all can go you all can go to YouTube. If you haven't heard these songs before, I definitely recommend uh, checking out that song and the other ones that we're all going to mention. That's um, um that's a little bit of a longer song too, isn't it Ken? I mean, isn't that like in the 5 minute range? 5 minutes, yeah. 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 Definitely. Mm -hmm. And Instant Amnesia, that's like uh, is that a George Harrison in the term? That's something that they use. Uh, the Beatles, Instant Amnesia. Yeah, incident, that's a very good question, Joe. Because <laughs> Instant Amnesia is a phrase that's used in Blow Away. Yang to the Yin. Mm. Uh, blow Away. Instant Amnesia, Yang yeah. to the yeah. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Hey, hey, listen, folks. You got a scoop here. <laughs> that should be in one of my trivia questions on my website. Uh oh <laughs> Oh! And give Joe all the credit. Yeah. give okay. me give me the win give me uh, one of those prizes right? <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to win one but <laughs> it's not easy to get a present for for a man who has well everything right <laughs> <laughs> what do you get of it you just get me some a pair of spats <laughs> here we go oh <laughs> man i really Only 20 wanted... minutes in <laughs> There's going to be more honeymoon reference. Right. Oh. <laughs> try, try not to. Not try not to. I, I wanted to spread out these five songs throughout 20 years here, 
but I love the Mark Hudson years a lot. And um, the Choose Love album, I actually picked two songs. One of them is a song called Wrong All the Time. And the reason why I picked that one is that it has a very country feel to it. And a lot of people who now really respect Ringo for putting out this country album, Vuku's of Blues, and wish that Ringo would do another album like that, you know that here and there he scatters a country song on his albums, like Right One For Me with Will. Wrong For So Long. Yeah. Um, crying on Ringo's mm -hmm. Road of Your. Well, this fits the bill right here, Wrong All The Time. And it's got really nice piano playing, which is kind of very appropriate for, um, you know, like a barroom type setting that you would hear in country songs all the time. And Jim Cox plays the piano on that, one of the members of Ringo's Roundheads, and Billy Preston plays the Hammond B3 on the song. And it's just a song, let, let me read some of the lyrics here, because you would think that this would be funny lyrics, but it's basically, you know, about a guy who, uh, I guess his girlfriend is saying that he's now wrong all the time when he was always right. He says, why am I wrong all the time? That's all I want to know. I used to do everything right. It doesn't seem that long ago. Why am I wrong all the time? I'm not the one who has changed. You look with a new point of view. I still look at you the same. So that kind of an idea. But if you really love Ringo for his country side and you wish he did more of that, check out that song, Wrong All the Time. Hmm. Another song that I always point out, I had to bring this one up, is Free Drinks. Free Drinks is the last song on Choose Love. And the first time I heard that song, it had a very 80s vibe to it. And it always reminded me of Blondie and their song, Atomic. And if you listen to cool. Blondie's song, it's got this twangy, like Dwayne Eddy type guitar feel. And you got the same thing here in Free Drinks. It's a very danceable song. And Ringo's voice is filtered throughout the whole thing in such a way where the average person listening may not even know that that's Ringo. And that's what I like a lot about the song. You play it on the radio or you play it to friends, they're not likely to think that's Ringo doing it. It's, um, like I said, very danceable song, very 80s feel to it. And I love the song for that reason. Okay, um, what else did I put here? Samba. Mm. Samba is a song from Ringo 2012. One of his many collaborators that I've liked the work he's done with is Van Dyke Parks. And that's a very danceable song, especially with that title. Um, extremely catchy. Uh, the lyrics go one step forward and two steps back. The crowd will roar and bones will crack and you'll be Samba to me. And by the calm of the sea, you gave your promise to, to me. Um, very catchy. I think, I think Tom likes that one. <laughs> I'm wondering if we're going to repeat any songs here. I'm writing them down right now to find out. Yeah. Next thing oh, you know, good. we'll be doing the, the Hucklebuck, you know, be any, <laughs> any dance, anything. There are just certain songs that, um, you know, I feel like if we were back in the 70s when radio played Ringo stuff, if Samba was played on the radio, certainly if Free Drinks was played on the radio, they hmm. would have been hits. Um, and then the last song that I picked is a real favorite of mine. And I know it's a favorite of my wife, Joanne's, because she always, you know, 
she has requested me playing this on my radio show, Every Little Thing, Not Looking Back. It's a really pretty song. It's from Postcards from Paradise. And Ringo wrote that one with Richard Marks. And I like a lot of the songs that he's written with Richard Marks. This is a nice ballad. And it's all about, you know, looking towards the future. Let me just read these words. I mean, I'm not really a lyrics guy, but if the lyrics really work well, then they just enhance the song even more. Um, memory after memory runs through my mind. You're still in every picture after all this time. Where will we go from here? Still together after all these years. Summers have come and gone, but our love goes on and on. Who could ask for more than that? I'm looking forward, not looking back. And I also like the fact that Ringo sings in a lower key. He's singing in a key that he's comfortable with and he doesn't care if it's lower, <laughs> you know? Um, it's just a really beautiful song and, it, and its simplicity is what makes the song. It's a beautiful melody. It's a great sentiment. And um, it's one that I think, you know, all Ringo fans should, should give a listen to, not looking back. So those are the five that I picked and I could have plenty <clears throat> more. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. You know, a lot of people, you know, the same old story. People think, oh, Ringo, ah. You know, there's some people that think Paul, you know, was done at a certain point. Uh -huh. People certainly think Ringo has nothing to offer. And his songwriting, uh, you know that he's had part in writing songs with others has gotten better i mean he's hitting you know <laughs> better times in recent years arguably you know yep. i think it's, um, it's helped him a lot that he's written with so many different people right yeah you know, sure very impressive right. list list mm -hmm. from yep. like uh joe and walsh Dave Stewart. Right. And he learned a lot by now. <laughs> and I think you know, I'm sure and I he think, learned a lot from Mark Hudson too. Yeah. yeah. Going back to the 70s. So and I think when he started producing himself, I, I think he's he's really uh done very, you know, gotten even better. Mm -hmm. I mean, absolutely. Yeah, it's a good mix, Ken. I mean, different uh types and styles of music there too. You know, it's just not your basic, you know, all rock and roll, you know. Right. It's a good mix. Okay, thank you. Um, I noticed uh, Richard James made a comment here that says the album Why Not is his favorite solo Beatle album, strangely wow. enough. Wow. And uh, that Beatles? happens to be one of my favorite Ringo albums. Wow. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, let, me, interesting. let me just clarify. That's his favorite of all four Beatles? Or just... of, of all, it says, it says of favorite solo Beatle album. Okay. So I guess it means wow. all four. All right, very cool. <laughs> and I, I wanted to mention, I saw a comment here that earlier that Ralph uh, said, uh, Star Song is not a new Ringo song. It's just a new age sounding song created by what the sounds of the stars made over Liverpool the day Ringo was born. No Ringo musical involvement. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Thanks for there saying you go on that. All right. Okay. Uh, Kit. What do you have for five uh, choice songs here that you want to bring out? Okay, well, these are more like in backwards chronological order. They're not <laughs> really, <laughs> they're not like most recent to to least. And and they're not really in, uh, you know, they're, they're not in preferential order. And I guess I tend to gravitate toward the rockers with him, with maybe one exception. Um, because I, I just... You know, I really think he shines when when he's, you know, just just rocking out. Um, 
So, uh, so let's start with, and I know this isn't a full album, it's an EP, but <laughs> I, I really liked Zoom In. Um, and, uh, and so uh, Teach Me How to Tango. I loved, <laughs> loved this, this track. I mean, it is just so much fun. You could crank this in, in your car. It's got a catchy chorus, uh, you know, fun lyrics. I love, you know, just hitch a ride with your favorite drummer. I mean, it's, you know, he just sounds like he's having That's so cool. much fun so much fun um and okay you know the very beginning uh percussion is a bit you know like a tango the rest of it isn't but so what it's still it's such a just a, a fun rocker um love the um soulful backing vocals you're going to hear me say that quite a bit in all these songs uh from uh, zelma davis um who i've mentioned yeah. before uh she's just such a she's like the vip of, of many of his albums recent albums um and uh charity dow and uh, candace divine they just uh really just just give this song some oomph um some searing uh guitar solos from uh, josh edmondson and sean gould um and uh it's got some horns in it you know how i am about horns oh and you and me both you bet you bet joe and it's it just has you know, I think in another time, maybe it could have even been a hit, um, you know, not a huge hit, but uh, but it just has all the ingredients. It's it's, it's just um, such a relentlessly catchy track and he sounds terrific on it. Mm. I mean, he just sounds like he had a ball um, recording it and, and singing it. Just uh, just a great, solid track from a from a great EP. I, I thought uh, it, it was uh you know, just uh, another example of how uh, I think of recent stuff he's done. Uh, I think he's really finding his even finding his stride even even more. And mm. speaking of that, and Joe and I have have agreed quite a bit on this. Uh, What's my name mm. is such a terrific album. Uh, you know, we both really enjoyed this album, so I've chosen a song from that, um, and uh, and that's Better Days. Uh, I love it. Yep. okay there you go yep yeah joe joe and i both really like this album and um you know just well, uh, i'm sure ken and i really like the album too oh i know i know that <laughs> i have to interrupt you kid like i always do but i'm gonna say when it's my turn i guess i actually did not pick any songs from that album although i was, no. I, I, was I knew somebody would have that one uh better days i love that album but yet i didn't pick anything for tonight Oh, I'm shocked. I thought you picked yeah. at least one. Oh my gosh. Oh, I could I could have four or five of there. Yeah. I I'm just particularly talking about I know you guys like the album too, but Joe has been particularly like he's talked a lot about what's my name. And so I've yeah. I've just that's why I'm just particularly talking to him about it. I know we all love this album. Um and and this was I mean the whole album is just just fantastic, but hard to pick one. Uh but uh but I really like better days. You know, it's got that great crunchy yes. guitar um mm. and nathan east i mean just bassist supreme it got some great great bass the organ 
Um, so again, got those soulful backing vocals, uh, well mixed too. Just has a just a great sound to it. Pounding piano, the you know hand clapping bridge. I mean, just again, just so so catchy. Yeah. Great all round rocker. Um, you know, positive lyrics. Um, you know, that saying better. You know, better days are are just ahead. Again, Ringo sounding terrific. Um, just a, a song that suits his personality and, uh, and, and his voice. Um, next one is from Give More Love. And uh, Ken, I'm going to um, kind of expand on something you said, which is his work with Richard Marks. Uh-huh. Uh, I, co- I totally agree with you. I really like his collaborations with Richard Marks. Um, and also he's a, a Chicago guy. So I have to, I have to, you know. You got, I have to give a shout out to Richard Marks. Uh, so from uh, Give More Love, um, I picked Speed of Sound. Yeah. Um, I just, yeah, I thought this was a, a really interesting, um, interesting kind of a, it, it's a rocker with a, you know, a little bit of a little bluesy kind of element to it. Um, I like in the chorus, um, the sort of descending notes that uh, that Ringo sang, a little, little different for him. Um great drumming from Ringo on this uh mm-hmm. you know with some you know right nice fills with some strong strong drumming um again great soulful backing vocals uh you know I think Nathan East is on here gets some great you know, tasty bass lines and my god guitar from Steve Lukather and Peter Frampton right. I mean does it get any better than that <laughs> i mean give me a break and even the talk box and everything i mean it's it's just a all-around you know great rocker um and uh yeah i think richard marks really knows how to write you know for ringo that that right. uh you know just some uh you know ballads and rockers like this so um so i was glad you picked uh, he's well, a very uh, underrated talent. Richard. He is. He really is a great guitar player. He's shown that through all of his songs and hits and, you know, great variety in his music and his ballads, you know, sometimes his most well-known songs are his ballads. Exactly. You know, exactly. Well, and he wrote wonderful things for Luther Vandross and, mm. and you know, yeah. so many other artists. The first so. album his back in, what was it, late 80s or early 90s? I mean, just really, I mean, I think his first two records were really outstanding yeah. back yep. then. Yeah. yeah, I mean, people, and, uh, yeah, some that, people like to say, oh, he's cheesy and, you know, cheesy. I mean, you know, he really, I think, was very talented. And, and very uh, good in the All-Stars, too. Absolutely. I mean, he's just a yeah, all-around talent, singer, songwriter, guitarist. Um, you can look him up on YouTube. He did um, a, a show for a Soundstage for um, for our local PBS station, and does some um, acoustic work too. And you know, you really get a sense of how talented he is. So, uh, but this isn't the Richard Mark show. So let me move on. <laughs> but the, the album "Give More Love" is a solid Ringo album. Yes, it I is. Think. Yes, it <laughs> is. Uh, now somebody already picked this song in the in the comments. I apologize. I, I'll, I'll scroll later and, and uh, find who it was. But uh, from why not? Uh, the other side of Liverpool mm. has always been one of my uh, favorites. Um, uh, co-written with Dave Stewart. Uh, what? Good song. That's my favorite he, of his Liverpool songs. Me too. <laughs> I think. Yep. I, I just like that it has this mm. sort of dark 
edge to it, um, you know, that he's sort of, you know, it isn't exactly romanticizing his his upbringing in Liverpool and, and really, you know, telling the story of the hard times that, that he um, encountered. And um, Cindy Gomez's uh, backing vocals on this. You know, what do you think? The other yeah. side, the other side. I mean, just, <laughs> wow. That's what, I mean, that drives my girlfriend crazy, I'll be honest with you, but I love it. I love that. <laughs> I just, I think that's great. I mean, it adds to the right. grittiness of it, you know. And there's I, only one way out of there, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, guitar and amp. An amp. Yep, that's right. <laughs> you, you got it. You got it. I love it. it. I love it. And <laughs> I love the drums from the very beginning when he, you know, hits those drums. I mean, it's just the, uh, you know, the pounding of the drums. I mean, you just sense, you know, it's a, the, you know, the emotion. I mean, in it from from the first uh, from the first, you know, the the, the the first drums, you know, the uh, the hits of the drum um, and uh, just the drive through it. You can you feel it. I love the um, that sort of, um, uh, yeah, kind of a twangy kind of guitar sound uh, throughout, I'm assuming from Dave Stewart. Uh, the organ gives it a little bit of a you know, a little bit of a gospel-y feel, the horns. It's just, I, I just, yeah, I, I agree, uh, Joe. It's the, my favorite of the Liverpool songs. I forgot about like, Liverpool 8, but <laughs> yeah, like that too. But, but I will say, you know, Ringo, when he made the, 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 the circuit on TV back then, was yeah. doing on the side of Liverpool on TV. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, he did. He did do um, some live performances of that. And then it's got kind of, you know, gotten overlooked over you know throughout the years and and it's really uh it's a great song and as i said very autobiographical and and i just like that it doesn't romanticize it entirely i mean of course yeah. he doesn't hate liverpool or anything but i mean he did <laughs> but, but he but he just no. was honest about no. how tough it was growing up there you better be better be careful they'll chop his head off the bush that's uh, right <laughs> The Ringo uh, uh, Bush. <laughs> there you go. Yep, that's that's true. So Ringo and did perform the song on tour too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, that's true. He did briefly. Yep. But uh, but it's worth another listen. Mm-hmm. I, I I really yeah, love it. Sure. And then finally, now this isn't a completely unknown song because I think he did perform this live for a time. But I wish he'd bring it back uh, in his live shows. Give me back the beat. Uh, from Choose oh, Love. I nice. uh, mm. love this song. Um, just, uh, you know, from, of course, the Mark Hudson years. Um, fun, catchy, again, great for Ringo's personality, because, of course, you've got the, you know, heavy percussion in it. Um, you know, I love the backing vocals also from Mark Hudson, Gary Burr, uh, you know, other members of the band. I like that it has a little country to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, I mean, it's mainly a rocker, but it's, it's, you know, particularly in the instrumental section, you've got just that little country, little, you know, twang to it, <laughs> which, uh, which I like, which of course that suits Ringo perfectly. Um, and, uh, you know, I like the, the lyrics kind of likening, you know, his, the, the flagging relationship to, you know, give, give me back the, the beat, you know, about, mm. uh, you know, likening it to music. I mean, that's, mm. that's great. I you know, love that metaphor. Uh, and, uh, and it's just a, a fun song and, and uh, it, it really, as I said, it just suits his personality so well. Um, and uh, so I, I really uh, enjoy that one. That's a, that's a great, great song for him. 
Yeah. So, pretty sure he didn't do that with the All-Stars, but he did it with the Roundheads. Yes. If there yeah. are a few intimate shows that Ringo did with the Roundheads, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, there was one at Irving Plaza that he did where he played songs from Choose Love. So I think, I'm pretty sure he did that one there. Yes, I um, think you're right. Yeah, he did perform this few times, but yeah, he's never done it with the All-Stars, and I think he should. I think it'd be, you know, yeah. I think, I mean, it, I know it, if people are going just for the hits, they may not recognize it, but uh, I'd, I'd love it. I'd love to hear it live. Mm. Absolutely. So, All right, Ringo, you hearing, oh. hearing us? So if you're listening, bring it back. All right. <laughs> give us so back that was five songs. <laughs> you, you give us back the beat. Yep. Um, so that was your five songs already, yes. huh? Yes. Yep, wow. those are my five. Okay, Tom, you're up right. your five. Thank you, you sir. Like, well, you know, I did kind of, you know, studying Facebook, you know, and these, you know, Beatles and Ringo Facebook, uh, cha- you know, pages or whatnot. I, you know, you kind of see what people are talking about, and I kind of try to, you know, remember that and and pick songs that you don't see people talking about a lot. When I, you know, when I did my list, you know, listen, um, you know. Uh, other side of Liverpool is great, but people talk about those Liverpool songs. They talk about that. They talk about Liverpool. Like, they talk about Rory and the Hurricanes. You know, people, I, I think, know those songs, you know, not to criticize or anything. Anybody's, you know, picking those songs because they're great and they should be known and people should talk about them and they're well-deserved. Um, but, you know, people know Walk With You. People know We're On The Road Again. People know What's My Name, you know, so I tried to stick away or, or stay away um from those songs not that there were big singles or anything because they weren't but but you know you 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 just watch what people are talking about you know from our shows and other people's shows and you just know that people already appreciate some of that stuff so i tried to just go with the deep cuts and um and the stuff that appealed to me over the years and um, my first one i think richard says something about why not being his favorite uh solo beatles record and i'm going to start off with uh the opening track, and that's fill in the blanks. Um, a great rocker between uh, Ringo and Joe, and that's all that's on that uh, song. And I think mm-hmm. it's it's great. And um, actually, can't wait to talk about the old Wave album because you know this. I think you know a song like fill in the blanks. I think would enhance that that album. I can wait. Um, yeah, <laughs> I know you can, Joe. <laughs> but uh, you know, it, it's just a like uh, for me, it's just a good feel good rocker. Um, you know, you know. P- Pointing the finger, placing the blame, tired of being negative, sick of the pain, uh, you know, need some direction, which way to go, make some connection, just go with the flow. You know, again, just kind of, you know, like a feel good type thing. Just, you know, you're walking around and, just, you know, being trying to be positive in your life, you know. So um, that one I like. Again, Joe Walsh, I think, is incredible on that one. And I also tried to pick stuff that Ringo co-wrote as well, because I just, you know, again, we, I, I think, you know, we, we touched on this before, it's just the, his co-writing you know, to him getting better as a writer over the last, you know, 20, 30 years or however long he's been, you know, doing this co-writing thing with, with other great people like Ken had mentioned. So um, every song that we've mentioned so far yeah, has been co-write. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's a great thing, um, you know, and um, so then we're going to move on to 2012, which and we're going to go with the closing song with, again, is Ringo and Joe Walsh and that slow down. Now, I remember getting this uh, getting this album. And looking at the slow down, I would think, oh, he's going to cover slow down, you know, <laughs> the, you know, the Beatle track. But, uh, but I was pleasantly surprised again with, uh, 
you know, with, with this one, I love Edgar Winters organ playing on it. I think that he's really added some really good playing on that song. Um, but, uh, calm is good when you're, when your mind is busy, uh, with, with, uh, woulda, coulda, should, <laughs> you know, I kind of like that, uh, kind of like, because, you know, sometimes you do get stuck with that, you know, kind of like, you know, oh, I should have done that. I would have done that, you know, and something like that. But, um, you know, you gotta, you gotta put that aside, move on with your life. Uh, slow down from 2012. Really like that one. Um, then we're going to go to, uh, postcards from paradise. And I promise this will be the last Ringo Joe Walsh song. <laughs> <That's>, uh, <laughs> you like Joe Walsh. I tell you what, yeah, I know that's was a phrase someone would say that, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, there is a trend here, you know. Um, another Ringo Joe Walsh Cole right, and that's Bridges um, from uh, from Postcards from Paradise. Again, yeah. I think Joe is is really good on that one. You know, come a long way from where I started. I still got a long way to go. I still got some things that need answers. You know, um, you know, good, good lyrics, um, a good mid-tempo rocker from, from those two. And, uh, you know, I like when he's included in, in Ringo's albums. I just think it, it, it brings a little certain oomph to, to uh, even though he's always got some great guitar playing. Don't get me wrong. Lukather is great. Uh, you know, he's got some other great guitarists on his records. But I just think Joe Walsh just brings a little something, you know, really, uh, really good to uh, Ringo's albums. Um, number four. Are going to go to give more love, and uh, we haven't had one. We haven't had one repeat yet, so I think that's great. You know, we're all we've all had different songs, so this is really good. Um, I'm going. What's that? It was going to mess it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah don't mess it up soon yet. So far, so far, I haven't heard any of mine mentioned. <laughs> that's good. Um, I'm going with uh, laughable. Um, with uh, the with the great Peter Frampton. I think we've gone through these before. Some of these I've heard you say before. I yeah. think. Um, <laughs> You know, guitar with from from Frampton, uh, Ben Mott on on uh, keyboards. Uh, again, another you know decent mid tempo rocker from from Ringo. Um, you know, let's see here. Uh, let's all be honest. It's going to hell, but never forever. Don't be afraid to to lose your place. We need to come together. Um, you know, again, just you know, lyrics that you can you know sometimes look at and just be positive about, and you know, try to you know, look, look to better days, like the song Kit Pick, yeah. um, you know, um, so again, I mean, I think it's just an, another song that you don't see a lot of people talking about that one. So um, lastly, at number five, uh, we're sticking with Give More Love. And that's, uh, you know, you talked about a low tempo, you know, low key, um, Ken, on, yeah, on when you're not, looking, uh, not looking back. I think this one's the same one too, like Show Me The Way, uh, in a way. Okay. Um, you know, a ballad from, from Ringo. This was a uh, co-written by uh, Steve Lukather. So I picked Guitar Gods uh, for his co-writes uh, on my list. And what a lineup. You know, you got Paul on bass, you got Lukather, you got Timothy B. Schmidt, Richard Page, and Amy Keys on backing vocals. I mean, who wouldn't want that on, their, on, on a song? You know, so, but again, I, I love the lyrics on this one. Um, there was joy sung uh, for you. We've uh, held hands we, uh, for all these years. Uh, we hung around and, and wiped each other's tears, you know, stuff like that. I mean, this is really nice and moving. I'm not the biggest fan of him doing ballads, but there's some um, that I really enjoy and Show Me The Way is, is, is one of those. Um, you know, it's, it's a good uh, one-two punch uh, after Laughable and, and then followed by Show Me The Way. I really like the, that the combination there. Um, but uh, again, um, you know, a lot of 
lot of underrated songs from Ringo that a lot of people don't really talk about. Um, just because, again, like Ken says, he just doesn't get played on the radio anymore. And um, I, can we, is there a casual Ringo fans? Or, I mean, everybody here now, I mean, they're, they're just, you know, hardcore fans, right? I mean, do we, is there a casual Ringo fan? I don't know, too many out there? people just, I think too many Beatle fans overall, uh, you know, write Ringo off, I think. Right. You know, there are well, those fans who basically know his hits and know the right. And not exactly. Much. Yeah. Well, right. and I think that's why we really wanted to do this show and do 2002 today, because right. I think people tend to think, you know, I'm sure we've all read the comments of, oh, he, the only good stuff he did was in the 70s. And right. then that mm. was it. And, uh, you know, and I mean, and, and of course, he did do some great stuff. I mean, we talked about Time Takes Time, you know, great album right. in the early yeah. 90s. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think his, in general, his 2000s and on stuff, well, Mark Hudson stuff does tend to be talked about a bit, but still, um, you know, this, the, these albums, you know, tend to be overlooked in general. And, you know, we definitely wanted to do this not only as a tribute to Ringo's birthday, but also, you know, to say, Hey, you know, he's done some great stuff from 2000 on and you need to check it out you know exactly. I mean, he did do some stuff beyond the 70s believe it or not to me oh, everything yeah. past goodnight vienna right to me is a deep cut mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. the average person out there thank you they, yeah true right you know? and it and, shouldn't be that way i mean uh, some people might know a dose of rock and roll because it was a single and it got yeah. some airplay some people might know, might know wreck my brain you know yeah. but by and large i the songs that you mentioned tom you know, Walk With You, Liverpool 8. Yeah, to the hardcore fans, they'll know that stuff. But the average right. person doesn't. Yeah. And I do like what was said about the other side of Liverpool because it mentions all these other people from his past mm-hmm. that he normally doesn't mention. It's not just about the Beatles. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? So, yeah. Um, some really good points brought up here. I, and Joe Walsh does not get enough credit. Mm-hmm. for the yeah. work that he's done with Ringo. I just think not only is the material good, but they are they seem very comfortable together. There's yeah. something about their styles, Joe's guitar style working well with Ringo's drumming and the songwriting together works so well. It's a lot of songs I love on Old Wave. And oh, then yeah. you're in there scattered through all these albums post Mark Hudson mm-hmm. are these Joe Wall songs that really should get some attention. Yeah, I mean, I could have picked, you know, got to get up to get down, but okay. I, I, I feel like I almost like, did. Yeah, yeah, but but I feel like, you know, when we were doing the show on that, I mean, that would just seem like one that everybody already really liked. You know what I mean? So I just didn't feel the need to to bring that up. But uh, but yeah, I mean, you're right, uh, Ken. You know, yeah, I know what you mean, Tom. You know, you're talking about mostly in Beatles circles. Right. These right. songs that people talk about because uh, are you going to really convince somebody who was the casual Ringo fan from the 70s to to listen to you know these these current albums and you know it's 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 tough to think about you know just here listen to this take take five minutes and and just check out this one song what do you think I mean do you still think Ringo hasn't done anything good since you know since the Ringo album you know it's just you know I mean I think it's much easier to convince Paul has done you know, or George has done better stuff after like a certain point, you know, some people might say, well, George didn't do anything good until, you know, after the, the self-titled album, you know what I mean? Right. Or, but um, 
you know, but, but I think he's much easier to, to say, no, listen to this. And, you know, but from Ringo, you know, I think it, it takes, you know, takes time, no pun intended to, you know, <laughs> try to convince some, somebody or a casual fan that look, no, he's really done some really good stuff and it should be taken seriously. Yeah. Well, two things about that. That's why I'm excited about podcasts. Mm-hmm. We can talk about whatever we feel like. Right. And on commercial radio, no one's going to talk about this music. Right. You know, that's how some casual fans can learn about this stuff. And also, you guys growing up today, the youngsters of today, you youngsters, you <laughs> didn't have something called YouTube. Right. I mean, you can check out all these songs and not pay a penny. Mm-hmm. Yep. Back in my day. <laughs> I had to wait till I heard these songs on the radio. Right. You know? Or buy the album. Yeah. So, you know, find out mm-hmm. the songs we're mentioning here. Go to YouTube, check them out. If you got the right. time, you're either going to like them or not like them, but, right. you know, give it a chance. Awesome. Yeah. Amen. Hmm. All right. Well, um, my five songs are different. Nobody's mentioned my five. Good. So we got a lot of different titles in there. Although I have to say, I think I've mentioned these in other shows. I don't know. Maybe we talk about solo songs in general, not just hmm. Ringo. I, I know I've mentioned some of these. But anyway, now I'm thinking at least a couple of them, people may frown on. The first one I'm going to mention, I'm thinking a lot of people are going to like maybe roll their eyes. Okay. <laughs> it is from the Why Not album, and no, it's not Who's Your Daddy. Oh, thank God, you're scaring me. <laughs> although, for a minute, although I Joe. do have fun with that, too. You know, that would be an underrated <laughs> song if you liked it. You know, but uh, my my song is Peace Dream. Uh, I I love that no. song. <laughs> uh, see, you're laughing. See, no, I was <laughs> laughing at Tom. <laughs> but uh, Peace Dream. You know, first of all, Ringo with peace, you know, okay, you know, uh, he goes overboard, I think, with peace. Witness the peace signs over that I see behind Kit and everything. It's getting <laughs> to the point where you see nothing wrong with peace and love, but man, it becomes such a such a cliche and a shtick sometimes, you know, there's so much of, of, of it with uh, Ringo. But I love the sound of the song, and Paul McCartney plays bass on it, just happens to play bass on it. Uh, I love the melody, and it it was written by Ringo and Gary Wright, and right. I think Gary Nicholson. I'm if I got this all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, I don't know the sound of it, uh, the guitars, the tune, the way it just like you know bounces along. I really love it, and uh, some of the lyrics, of course. Now, always picking on lyrics when Ringo does name checking. There are times. Many, many times I'm like, oh, that's so obvious. That's so silly in a way, just checking a name. But this is like a tribute to John at the same time, you know. And that was the, I guess, inspiration for Ringo. And there's that line that some people frown on. I think it's maybe because it's so silly in a way. I think it fits in the song. The line, just like John Lennon said in Amsterdam from his bed, you know, talking <laughs> about peace. Uh, and he uses lines like try to imagine, you know, and stuff like that. And, you know, a nod to John while singing another peace song. But the main thing I love about it is just, the, well, don't use the right words, the melody, the tune, uh, you know, uh, more than anything else. So that's what's the first one for me. 
Now, uh, ballad-wise, I know I've mentioned this before. Uh, it's a song that I I didn't really think much of when I first heard the Ringo Rama al- album in 2003, but now I like it a lot. It's a ballad. It's a, Imagine Me There. Mm. Uh, it's soft, tender ballad. It sounds real nice. Uh, Ringo and Mark Hudson, and is it Gary Burr? Gary Burr. Gary Burr. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was like, I said, who? I'm looking up the author. So I'm like, who's the guy? G, the letter G, you know? <laughs> and uh, yeah, I don't have much to say about it. It's just really a pretty song. And I think somebody picked that once when I was listening to the thing they do on this Beatles channel on Sirius XM, where you pick your top songs. And somebody actually picked that as, as a song. And I was like, you know, I never really. But listen to it this closely before. That's really good. So, yeah, Imagine Me There is number two. And these are no particular order. And I know I've mentioned this one before. I think this is one of the best recordings Ringo's done in his solo career. And that's saying a lot. And it is a, a remake of one of his earlier songs. And the, the opinions on this are kind of varied. It's from the Ringo 2012 album, and it's Wings. And I think Ringo now being, you know, sober and more invested into it really gives it his all. More better than the one that was recorded on the Ringo the Fourth album. Now, I know not everybody thinks that. A lot of people prefer Wings, the song from 1977. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I like them both. It's, you know, it's the same song. Uh, But I just think the production's better. And uh, vocally also, although in, in doing some research here, I saw some reviews saying they like the vocal better on Ringo the Fourth. So mm. it just goes to show you never know. This is a Ringo and Vinnie Poncia song. Uh, now, the thing is, I'm <laughs> doing some reading. I found out in Cashbox, they summed it up. You know, you're looking, looking for like, what do I want to say about this? How do I describe it? Well, Cashbox said haunting melody. And it said richly textured horn section. Hmm. So the horns are in there, uh, which, uh, you know, knows what I'm talking about. And then stabbing guitars. So I, I, I love that. So I think it's one of the, the best things that he's done. All I do right? think um, the, the, the opening guitar lick is a lot, power, lot more powerful than the, the original. Yeah. Yeah. From, from, from Wings, you know. Smile and now my who's ears. playing on, is that is Joe Walsh on? I didn't look up to see who's playing on that. Is that a Joe Walsh? Yeah, I don't recall, but don't remember. Uh, yeah, I'll have to go back and look. Guitars on that. I mean, I can go while, while Ken's I'll looking. Get the CD out. <laughs> look at it. That would have been easy, right? Just pull it out there, right? Uh, all right. Next up, I'm going to talk about a song. Very little about this. I'll talk about, but I said I like it. It's one of his most recent songs from his EP, Change the World, and it is the song that Linda Perry wrote. Is this, is this the only song that Ringo didn't write that we did tonight? <laughs> Maybe. I, uh, I have some, yeah. Uh, it's the song Coming Undone, yeah. which I really like a lot. And uh, Trombone Shorty. It's yep. funny, you know, I'm talking about songs with horns in them, you yep. know. Yeah. Uh, and I like Linda Perry singing, singing with him. Yep. On it too. I, I call it a countryish vibe, but maybe that's just my opinion. I like the I like the groove it gets into, and it's probably my favorite song off the, the Change the World uh, EP. Hmm. Did you find anything, Ken? Yes, it is Joe Walsh. 
playing guitar. Ah, yeah. yeah. Tom, you missed it. I thought you liked all the Joe Walsh stuff. I know. It's wasn't prepared. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So the fifth song I have here is something I know I've mentioned this song before. I'm the only one who does, but I love it. It's from the album Give More Love 20, 2017. It's the reggae track King of the Kingdom. Hmm. Written by Ringo and Van Dyke Parks. And it's got Edgar Winter on tenor sax on top of it. Uh, he mentions Bob Marley in the lyrics. And I just love that kind of line there. It says, uh, she is the king of the kingdom. Ringo says, uh, she says that I'm in command. She's the king of the kingdom. But I'm in charge of the band. <laughs> <laughs> you see Ringo laughing. <laughs> that's how I, I just love I just love that. Now that's uh, a Ringo Yeah, line. I love that. <laughs> You know, kind of sounds like a Bob Marley song, you know. Mm. Uh, I love it. Uh, one of my favorites from uh, Give More Love. And those are my five. Wow, that was stuff. fast. Yeah. Good Two, stuff. three, four, what five. I, what I find most interesting is how many songs we all picked. Right. That's post Mark Hudson. Right. Yeah. I, I yeah. kind of purposely did that, too, because, again, I just think that stuff's a little more well known than the stuff after that. Mm. yeah i i kind of did too but also i don't know i i like the post mark hudson stuff maybe a little bit more i i mm. i you know i i just thought he got a little more out yeah. of his comfort zone after the mark hudson years and started doing some other stuff like reggae and uh, and other things and you know a little more diversity and yeah and but I was it, it was it him or mark that put him in that comfort zone and so, well, yeah, that's a that's a good question. I don't know. I think I'm with you, Kit, these days. Um, mm -hmm. I think at first, with all the Mark Hudson stuff, it was almost like he really, you know, uh, re regenerated Ringo's career, you know, yeah. and really helped out a lot. And it was great. And then once it got going, I kind of thought things started to feel a little samey. Exactly. Kind of same. And then I like where it's going after that. Right. So I like I like both. I mean, I think. Oh, know, yeah. Mark, Mark Hudson was invaluable. I mean, oh, don't get me wrong. I, I think what he did for his or helped him with, with that career make that you know comeback. I mean, oh, no question. I don't, you know, I don't think his the, where he is now happens without that you know help from Mark Hudson. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. But you know, a lot of those songs that he did with Mark Hudson, like you said, Kit, have a certain sameness to them. Yeah. There's, it's very Beatlesque. esque Right. You know, they mix in a yep. lot of different yep. sounds that are Beatlesque, throw in a lot of name checking, a lot of references to the right. Beatles. Right. Some people, for some people, it was going overboard, you know. And yeah. um, <laughs> I'm going to also yeah. start moving away from that. Mm. Yep. But yeah, I but I agree. To be a little little bit samey. Yep. But, but I agree. Really Mark Hudson people. absolutely got him back on track. I mean, no, you know. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. And. and from Vertical Man on, Ringo has co-written almost every single song right. out. And that started with Mark Hudson. I'm not going to give him all the credit for the songwriting, because like <laughs> I said, you right. know, the years with Vinnie Poncia, he did a, a decent amount of songwriting there. But it wasn't until Mark Hudson where every single, of course, there's the covers, Love Me Do and Drift Away and a few other ones. But of the original songs, there's a co-write there every single time. And so, I love Lottie Da. That's one of my favorites. That's fine. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Ringo no. songs. Right. Mm -hmm. Another thing I'm going to do after tonight's show is revisit Postcards from Paradise, because I will admit that's not one of my favorite albums of his. But after, you know, uh, Tom and Ken, your your picks, I think I'm I'm going to go and give it another chance because I. Yeah, I'd forgotten about Bridges until mm -hmm. it was mentioned here. Then I thought, yeah, mm -hmm. I like that one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Postcards from Paradise. Well, just Paradise, the song. The song. <laughs> yes. Than any other song. I'm always that the true. That song. I gotta say, I gotta say, because that's the worst offender of, mm -hmm. of, of name checking. But but that was a, to me, it's it's different because he's like, I'm just gonna go in. This song's gonna be all name dropping. It's gonna right. be all title. That's the idea. <laughs> you know, it's not like just throw a line here or word. I was like, uh, uh, I used to be here, there, and everywhere, or something like yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah that's one. That's what he wrote with Todd Rundgren. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Paradise, so, oh. yeah. Yeah. oh yeah, I gotta give wow. that another chance. This may be the, the shortest show we, we we've ever done, but mm -hmm. uh it's okay. Well, but still an hour. Any, yeah. Any comments? Oh, be yeah, nice. I was I gonna say to be an hour, an hour, hour fifteen sometime. Yeah, let's nice. take a <laughs> take a few comments. Uh let's see here. Um let's see. Tim Allen says, I love never without you. Yeah. But mm -hmm. I feel like it's it's very well yeah. known or yeah. it should be. Yeah, um, I, I would have picked that one as well. But yeah, that's yeah. a great song. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. Uh, Astros Jarrett agrees coming undone is a is a great song, and Rob Skewer Music also <laughs> agrees on coming undone. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. Scott McKinley says wings. Thank you. About right. time ah. you folks got to it. <laughs> 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 oh man so there you go uh let's see looking uh let's see tony love love the song zoom in mm. so yeah, i like it yep uh Stuart uh horowitz uh here's to the knights is a great song i do like that it song is. too me uh, but, too me too but, right, Tom? but you know it was a single again so. but it was, again i mean i think it's a little more well known than yeah, yeah. I, I tried on, you know, I think we all did not to pick singles or or well known, but I yeah. like it too. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh let's see here. Um, Susan says, uh Susan says I must be yeah. one of the few that never cared for Mark Hudson's production of Ringo's material. Mm -hmm. He had an annoying habit of inserting himself in all a lot of those songs. I I kind of agree with you, Susan. I have to admit. <laughs> Did you ever yeah. see when they did the VH1 storytellers? I mean, I mean, he's, he's having fun, but he gets up there. There's some part in a lot he die. He always does. He really gets in. You always get what? You, what is that part? You always get what you always get. Da. <laughs> 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 like, he like really overdoes it. You know. Well, this was mm. his dream. Yeah. You know, yeah. To work with a Beatle. To yep. write with one. To produce one. You know, he's a major. Beetle fan, <laughs> kind of like, you know, Jeff Lynn, you know, these are Beetle babies and they have obviously identities beyond that. Right. But um, to work with to work with one of the Beatles that closely. You Not know, too many people can say that, that's they, true. that they produced the Beatle. Yeah. Yep. True. Uh, Roster well, Music said Ringo has some wonderful music after 2000. So I really appreciate you all doing this show. Oh, thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Definitely. Absolutely. And Tom, how do you say Tom's name here? Uh, Liverani says, any thoughts on Ringo not playing anything live on the new tour past the 70s? Lot, we have lots of. <laughs> well, again, it's 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 that uh, that Paul, 
you know, concept, you know, you got to make everybody happy and you got to make it like, you got to have that thinking that everybody's there for the first time and you don't want to let them down. Yeah. yeah especially in the Ringo's Tom. case. What about all the years when Ringo did play his new material? Right. Yeah. Song, Some time takes time. That's right. You know, he played Liverpool 8 live. Right. You know, mm-hmm. um, he did, he did Wings live. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Anthem. You know, he right. did those songs. If he could do that, Anthem, he even kept Anthem a while after Ringo 2012. Yeah. 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 That's true. It, yeah. It's weird. It, it's just really weird where, you know, when did it start that we, we got to this point where we're so spoiled with, with these shows? I mean, why does it, why can't people go not just expecting a greatest hit show? You know? Right. I, I know people are paying more money than ever these days and they want to hear certain songs, but you know, it's, it's just not about you either going. I mean, it's about the musician and his music that he's presenting to you. I mean, that's just the way I feel about it. You know, I look at people like Neil Young and Bob Dylan, they're still doing what they want to do, you know, and, and I respect that. I mean, I, I still respect Paul and, and Ringo doing what fans, I mean, even like kiss, I mean, these legacy bands just pretty much doing a greatest hit show. You know, actually, I th- that's probably what people want. But still, yeah. you've got to change it up from time to time, in my yeah. opinion. Even when I go to see an artist whose catalog I don't know thoroughly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I enjoy hearing the songs that I know, but I want to hear stuff I don't know. Right. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm out of the ordinary in that regard. Yeah. But, um, but at the same time, I mean, we've talked about this so many times here on this show. How many times have you gone to a poll show and people are getting up out of their seats for yep. a lesser known song? Right. They're not going to do that for a Beatles song. They're not going to mm-hmm. do that for the classic wing songs. But if it's something new, and even Paul has to point it out. Yep. I really don't like the fact that he brings up the, you know, <laughs> right. in the audience when he does right. newer material. You know, I wish he wouldn't even say that. Right. Well, don't forget, even worse is when Ringo used to go, I have a new album out. How many people yeah. bought it? One, two, yeah. Oh, it's like, yeah. You know, I'm, oh man, that, that feels. It's like it's like he's got a joke about it. It's a shame, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, it really is. And and even if you go to Ringo's show now, Steve Lukather does this bit where he's. I think he says, "I have a new album out." Mm-hmm. And, you know, and he says, "But I'm not going to do that to you. I'm not going to forbid I play anything brand new." You know. Oh, oh that's sad. Yeah. yeah. In a way. You know, really nothing wrong with playing a few obscure songs in there. Thank you. Yep. Agreed. I mean, I would argue that, you know, maybe in Ringo's case, I mean, there's so few songs overall that he's doing because mm. you have everybody in right. there yeah. um, to has to play their songs. Maybe you can't leave too much out. I mean, I could do this, but you know, this is me just talking for me. You know, I, I don't need to act naturally again. You know, I don't need, I like one song, like maybe I want to be your man. One song on the drums. I don't need him to do boys and, you know, mm-hmm. both mm-hmm. of them. Right. Um, the, but that's me because I've seen him like, you know, nine, nine or ten times or whatever. Right. <laughs> we're, uh, my wife and I, were going to see Elton John in November. And I'm, so I'm looking, this has been on my bucket list for, for decades. So finally, and then I've been checking out his set list and I've been pleasantly surprised with him doing some lesser known songs like border song and burn down the mission. Yeah. But I can, I can, I cannot wait. I cannot wait, but, but yeah, it's, it's basically a greatest hits package, but he's going to do a couple deep cuts and I'm looking forward to that. But that's a great example. I, I grew up with Elton John in the seventies 
I like Elton John. I've never seen him. Never mm-hmm. seen him. If I was going to see him and say, okay, I'm going to go to this farewell tour again, right. whatever it is, <laughs> the, the damn well better do all the songs I, I've never <laughs> seen before. So I get it. You know, I really do get it. You know, mm-hmm. it's not yeah. that we criticize. It's not that we don't understand why Paul would do this when he doesn't say. I, I completely understand it. Just that I'm speaking from just my own uh, subjective opinion, right. you know, for myself, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, given my feelings, how I feel. Yeah. Yeah, if it's an artist that I really love a lot, I don't want to hear a greatest hit show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. if I'm going to see Elton John, I'm going to see him in a couple of weeks in New Jersey. Oh, very cool. You know, I'm very deliberately cool. not looking at the set list and I'm hoping that there'll be deeper cuts. Yeah. yeah. I don't, one of the reasons why I've hardly seen Elton John in concert is because I don't want to go to a greatest hit show. Right. So that's how I am. Not everybody's that way. Yep. But you know, there's one other thing about Ringo's All-Star Band shows. If you go back to the very beginning, he had more stars in his band. He yep. had bigger bands yep. and Ringo had less songs to do. Mm-hmm. Ringo only did, I believe, seven songs in the very beginning. Now he does something like 11 or 12. Mm-hmm. But you would think that would give him the leverage there to right. newer material right. or newer songs, you know? And, uh, well, that reminds me, you know, you mentioned that now that's good for tonight's show. I just decided to pull off the shelves a DVD, I think it's called uh, Ringo and his all-star band, the best so far or something. Yep. And it was it went from 89 to 97. And uh, first of all, <laughs> I watched that and it's been so long. I, I couldn't, couldn't believe how you think about it, how long ago 1989 was now, yeah. you know? I'm like, wow, and Ringo, everybody's looking looking younger and yeah. more vibrant, even, even for Ringo. Mm-hmm. You know, Ringo's fantastic now. He does his jumping jacks. He's all he's up and down the stairs. Now. But even then, in 89, he looked a lot more powerful on the drums. Sure. And to see him playing with his son, Zach, you know, in 92 and other times. and I don't know. I was like, where did the time go, you know? And I started counting yeah. years, 89, 99, 99. How could that be 30-some-odd years ago? Yeah, it makes crazy. no sense. Yeah, and then then you, then, then you go back to '89 when that was new and subtract the same amount of time. You know, "Love Me Do" wasn't even that long away from '89. Yeah, when you're going back, <laughs> crazy. Yeah, you know, and uh, I had a good time watching that and seeing a lot of different people in the All Stars, and I miss that. You know, I want I want him to start putting new people in the band. Yeah, but I, I do you know, I know how much he likes these these guys. That's great, but. Uh, I'd like to different one other thing about the All-Star Band tours that I used to love a lot, which is they used to have moments in the middle of the show when Ringo would leave, when the whole mm-hmm. band practically would leave, and right. one member would come out on stage and do a solo number. Yeah. And from show to show, you'd have a different member coming out and doing a, their own songs. Mm. Sometimes you might have two of them, one would back up the other. So that way, if you went to two shows in a row, you got something different. He started taking that away from the shows. But, um, you know, the big thrill for me, tour to tour, were were the changes of who was going to have in the band. Right. And, uh, you know, you talk to anyone that's seen Ringo through the years, and we've seen some tremendous bands. There'll always be those that'll say there was nothing like that first tour. Yeah. Great music. He padded that (laughs) stage. 
And then how can you go wrong with the year when Peter Frampton was there with Jack mm -hmm. Bruce, you know? He's had incredible lineups and, you know, they've all been amazing. That's for sure. Yep. Yep. Cool. Well, um, right. I think we're at the end well, I think for now. Yep. So this is the point, the point where I say, kid, why don't you tell everybody where they could find us if they want to? You bet. Um, you can find us, of course, right here on uh, our YouTube channel. And uh, don't forget to subscribe. Uh, we're trying to get those subscriber numbers up. And uh, when you subscribe, of course, you'll be notified of all of our future episodes coming up. And uh, so, of course, you can hit that bell for uh, to be notified of any of our future episodes coming up. Uh, you also can find us on our Facebook page. Uh, we're always posting stuff about stuff we're doing and also uh, occasionally, you know, news and, and all that. So we're always updating that page. So you can find us on uh, there. Just type in Talk More Talk, a solo Beatles video cast. You can find us on Twitter at Talk More Talk One. That's the number one. You can also find us on uh, our website, Talk More Talk com and you can reach us uh, via email at uh, talkmoresolotalk at gmail.com uh, you can send us uh, you know we, we welcome your feedback and if you have any ideas for topics uh, that you would like to see for future mm -hmm. episodes you just might find one of your suggestions on a future show um, and uh, you can also find uh, episodes not only on this channel but if you'd rather listen to the audio version you can find them on virtually any podcasting platform you can imagine and you can find them on fab4radio.com uh, thanks, as always, to our friend Beetle Ed, who runs many of our individual shows as well on his website. So you can find us there. Just go to fab4radio.com and you can find when our shows uh, run as well as, as this one. Uh, and uh, I think think that's everywhere you can you can find us so many places. It's it's just ridiculous. So <laughs> and uh, Kit, while you're at it, what do you have on your plate? Well, uh, if you are watching this uh, right now, you can uh, sign up for Tuesday Night Record Club, which is through Monmouth University. I'm going to be on uh, tomorrow night, Tuesday the 12th, and you can actually sign up on Tuesday the 12th. I'm going to be joining our good friend Ken Womack. We are going to be uh, exploring the uh, landmark album uh, Go Go's Beauty and the Beat. Uh, and I'm so excited uh, to be talking about this album. I absolutely remember seeing them when I was, gosh, nine, 10 years old or something on solid gold and just being amazed at seeing <laughs> women playing drums and guitar and bass and and just thinking wow i can do that too and it's also just a great album <laughs> i mean it still sounds great it hasn't aged a day so uh if you'd like to join us to explore this this just classic album um it's 7 30 p.m eastern um tomorrow night tuesday the 12th it is absolutely free um, on Zoom, you just have to register. Uh, I have the link up on the Talk More Talk page as well as uh, my own Facebook page. You just have to register to join. And uh, I hope to see you there. All right. Uh, Excellent. Pretty, pretty, 
I expected a, a, a little bit more, but okay. That's <laughs> yep. <good>. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for a now. Re- a little breather here and there. Yes. Okay, Tom, mm-hmm. how about you? What's going on? Okay, over in the two-leg world, we are uh, now uh, we're, we're live Wednesday nights uh, while Andy's on break here from school. Or, uh, every Wednesday night, we're going to be live right around that 7, 8 o'clock uh, p.m. Eastern time. So we'll have uh, some fun discussions and some, some chats. We'll show some stuff, and uh, that'll be probably an hour, hour, 15 minutes every Wednesday. Uh, our latest episode just popped up last Saturday. We had our, our wonderful friend of me, Sam Wiles, on, and we, uh, yeah, <laughs> we did part two of our series called Reconstructing the Classics, and that was where we took three uh, albums that have lots of bonus tracks or, or uh, songs that were recorded during those sessions, and we kind of rearranged, um, you know, we took some songs we didn't like, and we put songs in there that we do like, and we tried to... Uh, We'll make a brand new album out of that. And this week we, we, we chose Red Rose Speedway, Back to the Egg, and Either Station. So we had a lot of fun with those three albums. We also had uh, two recent additions to our Things We Bought Yesterday and Today series up. Andy did one and I did one. And um, this Saturday we're going to have our, uh, a guest called, his name is Glen, or Glenn Greenberg. And uh, Ken, he uh, interviewed him uh, a couple weeks ago. And we interviewed him last week. And that episode will be up. This Saturday, I'm really excited to have back um, artist uh, Jeff Cummins back on the show. We're going to interview him in a couple of weeks. And if you know Jeff, he did the inside uh, picture for the Wings Over America uh, set. He did the Thrillington front and back. He did the Say, Say, Say picture sleeve. He did the This One picture sleeve. He did so much work for a temporary secretary. He did that as well. So he did a lot of work uh, for Paul's uh, singles and vinyl albums uh so that'll be coming up soon as well so be on the lookout for that all right go okay thanks tom and ken what are you up to well first of all um if you want to get in touch with me directly my email address is every little thing at att.net on my youtube channel ken michaels radio just recently i interviewed jay bergen jay has this brand new book out he was um john lennon's defense attorney during the copyright infringement case that involved taking a line from Chuck Berry's You Can't Catch Me, Here I Come All Flat Top, using that in Come Together. And then there was this whole lawsuit and John was forced to record, uh, according to an agreement, three of the songs that Morris Levy owned in his music publishing catalog called Big Seven. And Morris Levy was uh, a mafia guy. He ran roulette records. Tommy James wrote about him in his in his book that came out several years ago. And this is all about the court case. Thorough examination of everything that happened in court with John Lennon and Morris Levy. And the great thing about this book is not only do you learn everything that happened here, right? You feel like you're in the room with John. And they have all the transcripts of every word that John said in the courtroom, how he defended himself. And it's just a wonderful book. It's, it's, a, it's a story that we've heard about, but we don't know all the details, but it's all captured in here. And I did an interview with Jay Berg and he was a delightful guest. I think it's one of my best interviews. And a lot of that's because- I enjoyed it. It was so forthcoming. Great yeah. job. And uh, you can find that on my YouTube channel, which is Ken Michaels Radio. I've been on vacation the last week, so I've been a little bit lazy. So uh, there'll be some new interviews coming this week 
at Ken Michaels Radio. If you can, please subscribe. I'm close to getting to a thousand subscribers. Please help me get up there. Got to get up to get down. Ken, with three shows and a website, I think you you can be lazy every once in a while. Yes. Maybe. Okay. Uh, My radio show, Every Little Thing, which is a weekly syndicated show. I just did a a special for Ringo for his birthday, which aired on a lot of stations. If you want to take a look at all the radio stations that run that show, you can go to my website, KenMichaelsRadio.com. There's a page there for every little thing. There's all the radio stations, the broadcast times, links to their websites so you can stream them. This is not a show that you can get on demand. You have to listen to it as a live broadcast. And on the website, there's always weekly Beatles trivia where you can win lots of great prizes, books, CDs, uh, DVDs, Blu-rays, you name it. That's every single week. There'll be a new trivia question or a game sometime after this show is over tonight. And my other podcast show, Things We Said Today, guess what? We're going to do a special on Ringo. (laughs) No! Get this, five overlooked songs from Ringo's (laughs) career, but it spans his entire career. Uh, I'm going to get okay. some 70s stuff in there, too. I see what you did there. Yeah. Very tricky. You're good. You're good. You're good, you. <laughs> You're good, you. <laughs> so um, that'll be next week, actually, we're recording that. I try to make oh. both podcasts alternate weeks, if I can, mm-hmm. so the news can be different. You know, I never want the news to be exactly uh, the same uh, both shows. So that. um, that'll be sometime yeah. next week. I think that covers everything. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. It was a lot of fun being here. I hope you had a good time. We'll be back again, of course, in a couple of weeks, I, I think. And everybody, so on behalf of uh, Kiddo Tool, Simon Yadi, and Ken Michaels, this is Joe Mayo saying, thank God for music and send love, spread peace. <laughs> Take care, everyone. I'm warning you. Ringo. (laughs) You said love.